This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today, we're with Dr. Philippe Duyon. He's a board-certified neurologist. Uh, he is currently in practice in Hackensack, New Jersey, and Teaneck, New Jersey. Is that correct? Correct, yep. And the nature of your practice is just a general practice of neurology, but with an emphasis, uh, you know, where appropriate, uh, encouraging your patients to undertake uh, lifestyle measures to keep their brains fit. Absolutely. Um, specialty is epilepsy, but I also have I had a general neurology uh, practice, and, and we do focus on making sure people are doing what they're supposed to be doing to keep their bodies and their brains healthy. Let's take a quick segue into um, epilepsy for a moment, because uh, there's been talk, and you're well aware of this because this is not brand new, this has been done in, in the research for decades, a uh, ketogenic diet for especially pediatric epilepsy. Uh, what's your take on that? Is that something you ever implement for patients who don't respond to medications or medications cause uh, unacceptable side effects? Yeah, so it's something that we actually implement often um, and not just for um, our pediatric population, although that tends to be where a lot of people feel the most comfortable because generally kids don't just grab for a slice of pizza um, where adults can. Um, but it, it's got you know a tremendous amount of benefit. Um, the carbs are, are can be very devastating to our brains. Mm -hmm. And so restricting the carbs, uh, which our bodies break down into sugar, um, is incredibly helpful. And we restrict them to the point where our bodies make ketones, which is a much more efficient efficient fuel source for the brain. Do, do you ever use uh, uh, keto salts uh, or MCT oil to augment the diet as a, you know, sort of a uh, an add-on? So I, I don't. I'm primarily um, an adult epilepsy specialist, so mm -hmm. I don't with the with my adult patients. Um, oftentimes, it's tough getting them to just restrict the carbs in their mm -hmm. in their diet. Um, but when they do, we've seen a tremendous impact. Um, and I'll give you one example: sure. uh, somebody who's had epilepsy surgery, who's been on multiple medications, continued seizing. Um, and we were able to get her seizure-free for six months by taking the soda out of her diet. Hmm. Wow. Just the soda. Wow. Okay. And with multiple potential harmful ingredients between the caffeine and, or potentially the sugar or the artificial sweeteners, uh, you name it, uh, you know, these are, you know, mind-bending ingredients in some ways. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's certainly toxic for, for all of us. But especially if somebody has an underlying predisposition to have mm -hmm. 
a neurological disorder like epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, you mentioned that carbs are problematic. Uh, do you subscribe to the grain brain theory of uh, Dr. Perlmutter? Presumably you're aware of his work. He's a functional neurologist. Uh, and he advocates uh, a very low-carb, gluten-free diet, uh, even a ketogenic diet. If, say, you have family history of Alzheimer's disease, say you have an APOE4 gene, which predicts higher susceptibility to Alzheimer's, uh, he's going to say go for the paleo, very low-carb diet to protect your brain. What do you say? Yeah. So I've read his books, um, and I think that diet is, is key in terms of allowing us to live a really healthy, long life. Um, and certainly diet has a negative impact on the brain. Um, I would say that people in general should be trying to minimize their carbs. Right? Um, oftentimes, right, when we see people the way that they eat, it's full of carbs, it's full of processed meats. Um, there's not enough vegetables, there's not enough nuts and seeds in their diet. Um, and so I, I would subscribe to them minimizing their carb intake. Are you impressed with some of the research that now shows that the microbiome may have an influence on the brain? Even with uh, conditions as serious as Parkinson's disease, there's some research showing uh, that uh, signals from the gut may affect the brain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've always said that that the gut is like the second brain. Um, and there's certainly, you know, the, the leaky gut phenomenon, which is if your gut is inflamed... Uh, things that should not be passing through and getting to your bloodstream and up to your brain will. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of that research is, is spot on. And, and we'll even see people who have um, sensitivity to gluten develop mm-hmm. neurological manifestations, which people don't often think about. Yeah, there, there's this uh, phenomenon of a certain form of ataxia, uh, which even in patients with no discernible signs of celiac disease, uh, they get better when they go off of gluten. Uh, that's, I think, been demonstrated. But other conditions, you know, so-called brain fog lifts sometimes when people go on uh, low-carb, f- low, uh, gluten-free diets. Uh, there's certainly something to it. Yep, absolutely. You know, and I think it's related to this leaky gut syndrome. Um, I think inflammation plays a huge role and allowing things into the bloodstream that should not be getting there is, is a significant problem. Indeed. So, uh, when it comes to diet, uh, is there an ideal diet uh, for, you know, the average person, the person who does not yet have any kind of discernible neurological problem? But if you want to protect your brain, keep your brain fit, what do you recommend? Yeah, so I would recommend minimizing your carb intake. I would recommend you, know, you want to stay away from the processed foods. You want to stay away from a lot of the junk foods. Um, ideally, you want to eat things as close to the source as possible, right? I, you know, it would be great to be able to grow our own foods, but in in New York City, um, that's not necessarily reasonable. Um, but, you know, you, you certainly don't, you want to pay attention to the chemicals that they're putting inside of our foods because that has a significant impact. Mm-hmm. Either in the gut or directly on on the brain. Uh, there's this theory about uh, what are called neuroexcitatory compounds that may jazz the taste buds, but also jazz the brain and kind of burn out the glutamate circuitry in the brain. Are you are you in accord with that belief? Yeah. Look, I think a lot of what's put the chemicals that are put into 
lot of the foods that we take um, certainly can trigger an addictive component. Right? Whether it excites our brains because it stimulates the uh, the glutamate receptors, um, that certainly can be true. Uh, but these things have a really negative negative impact. Indeed. Uh, what about uh, the supposed benefits of a like a vegan or vegetarian diet? Is is that the ideal diet uh, in some ways for? Someone concerned about brain health, or is uh, animal protein permissible and even essential? Well, I think you, you can take in some animal protein. I know people that are vegan that do great. I know people that are vegan who are incredibly muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having a vegan diet is a very healthy way to go for a lot of people. I think people who want to take in meat, they can certainly do that. But you have to be really mindful of the amount that you're taking in and, and where you're getting the meat from. Um, ideally, you know, you want to be eating things, like I said, as close to the source as possible, as natural as possible, a lot of mm-hmm. vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruits, and if you're going to take in some animal protein, it should be uh, very little. It shouldn't make up three-fourths of your plate. So-called the anti-inflammatory diet, in other words, rich in omega-3 fatty acids, polyphenols from spices and fresh fruits and vegetables and beverages like tea and uh, even coffee. Uh, and perhaps red wine. Yeah, you know, and I tell people all the time, coffee can actually be healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's when we start loading it with all the different flavors and sugars and milks, that's when it becomes a little bit of an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, But a a black coffee can can be healthy. Yeah, some studies show it's maybe neuroprotective, certainly against Parkinson's disease. That's one condition where it does seem to be helpful. Even with the caffeine, even with the caffeine. Um, it, so we mentioned red wine. What about alcohol? I mean, it, it, it zero tolerance for alcohol, or is there some possible benefit to moderate consumption, especially of red wine? But then you get to that point where maybe too much is a problem. Uh, what's your take? Yeah, so, you know, this is going to be debatable. <laughs> I'm yeah. somebody who thinks that um, there's actually no benefit to alcohol. The... You know, the benefits that they tell you about alcohol you can get from eating a variety of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we certainly do know that excessive alcohol has a really negative impact on the brain and it will actually dehydrate your brain and, and um, on scans your brain will look like it has shrunk. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so, and oftentimes I, I feel like people don't realize when they, the reasons that they get uh, sort of tipsy or buzzed or drunk is because of the negative impact that alcohol is having on their neurons. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we had very little experience uh, seeing patients uh, who have alcohol-related problems during our training uh, right. down there on First <laughs> Avenue, uh, right, uh, Dr. Duane? Oh, I, I think it's got to be at least three-fourths of the patients we saw. <laughs> exactly. And, and it seemed like there was a direct line from the Bowery to our emergency room. And so what's interesting, though, it, it, uh, comment on this, please. Uh, one of the first things you do when you see an alcoholic, uh, you know, and maybe, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're really out of it, uh, is we gave them a, a shot of thiamine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. What's up with that? I mean, that's a nutritional therapy. We weren't doing any kind of nutritional therapy, but the one thing we knew to do is we gave those alcoholics thiamine. 
It was, it was considered a medication, not even a nutrient. What, what's up with that? Well, I guess we, we at the very least knew back then that uh, alcohol caused some nutritional deficiencies, even if we didn't realize that, you know, a lot of the diseases that we see have a nutritional component to it. So, yeah, so that's a Wernicke's encephalopathy, which is a absolutely. form of beriberi, uh, I guess, thiamine deficiency. And, and sometimes these uh, alcoholics would really wake up to, you know, after their thiamine injection. They seem to be able to engage in more reasonable conversations because they were a little demented when they didn't have enough B1. Okay, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors to share this important message with you. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information, order order. Call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. Now back to our guest, Dr. Philippe Doyon. So when it comes to supplements, I mean, there's a whole variety of supplements that purport to support the brain. Um, Do you believe that some could be part of a general preventive regimen? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I have people who um, I recommend fish oil to because that um, helps stabilize um, cell membranes and helps protect neurons. Um, supplements that are powerful antioxidants uh, are really important. Supplements that are anti-inflammatory. Are, are you thinking of huge. things like alpha-lipoic acid? I mean, that's actually some studies have shown it to be helpful in MS, for example, multiple sclerosis. Yep. Absolutely. Um but, you know, a lot of supplements and, and are incredibly helpful. Um, and I feel like oftentimes those conversations are not had on the level that they should be having, uh, that we should be having with our patients, um, at least in traditional medicine. You, um, but they're incredibly useful. Do you like curcumin as a, a said to be helpful not only for Alzheimer's disease, but even for depression because there may be an inflammatory component to, to depression? Yeah, I think, you know, all of the ones that are powerful anti-inflammatories are really important. Um, and like I said, there's an uh, inflammatory component to a lot of diseases that we see, especially in neurology, even though you would not think so. Um, and we see a huge, huge benefit. And oftentimes we'll see a benefit occur uh, before we see one occur with traditional medications. Yeah. And that's that's really exciting. Uh, another element of lifestyle that may impact brain health uh, recently was revealed that people with periodontal disease have a higher risk of neurodegenerative disease. What's up with that? Yeah, you know, I, I was uh, speaking to a dentist recently who was playing my app, 
and um, she noticed that there was no level. So each level represents a different disease state, but there was no level of referring to gum disease. And so she said, in the next version, there needs to be one. I said, you know what? You are absolutely right, because gum disease is certainly associated with um, neurodegenerative issues. Um, and I think that that's you know largely because of the inflammatory component associated with the the gum disease and its proximity to the brain. Yeah, and that maybe toxins from the bacteria may migrate through the bloodstream. It's also close up there. Uh, that that I mean, it's kind of a direct conduit to the brain, uh, and maybe it has uh, an important influence. I mean, again, all these factors have to be weighed. Uh, they're part of a comprehensive program of prevention. Uh, how often, I mean, presumably, uh, most doctors don't check for B12 deficiency. You know, most specialties, they're not looking at B12. But neurologists are particularly interested in B12. So what are you finding when you check your people for B12 levels? Yeah, so a lot of people have low B12 levels, um, and we certainly check them when people come in and tell us they're, they're having memory problems or if they're having um, any nerve pain or numbness and tingling. Um, a lot of people, like I said, they're in that low normal range, um, and we try to get that range towards the higher end of normal. Um, and when we do that, we can see a significant benefit in their symptoms. You know, you chose your words carefully because you didn't say deficiency. You say low normal range. And yep. a lot of doctors wait until they see the B12 is below 200 or below 180, which is a really ex exceedingly low, uh, before they pull the trigger on B12 supplementation. Is it your belief that the B12 test is a, maybe a little bit too lenient when it comes to allowing people to walk around with uh, inadequate B12? Yeah, you know, if somebody comes to me and they're having symptoms and I check a B12 and it's 400, you know, I'm going to try to push that B12 up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody is different, obviously, and, and maybe some people can do well at 400, but a lot of people need that extra boost, especially um, as we all get a little bit older. Um, so walking around with a B12 of 200 is, is, is pretty low, regardless of what the the test is telling you. You know, you're, you're not necessarily always treating a number, right? But you're always treating the person that you're, you're caring for. In younger patients, uh, there's a nutrient that really has an impact on brain function. Uh, and it's a two-way street because too much is bad, too little is bad. It's kind of a Goldilocks effect. And that's iron. Uh, do you see some patients with low iron sometimes experiencing cognitive problems? Yeah, so oftentimes when, when I see patients with um, low iron, um, they're coming in with restless leg syndrome, ah, right? yeah. um, which is related to, to iron deficiency. Um, I, it's rare that I will see somebody come in with cognitive impairments, especially somebody mm -hmm. who's young, um, and, you know, I, I check an iron and, and the They're just tired. They're more issue. subjectively fatigued. Yeah. It's not like they, you know, can't think. Um, right. Although it is said that some... Uh, attention deficit disorder in young girls uh, can be associated with inadequate stores of iron, which is real common, especially when the young girls have really horrible diets and they're menstruating. They tend to be low. Um, and finally, uh, you know, a big part of the, quote, lifestyle of people over 50 or 60 is they're on meds. The most common meds uh, include acid-blocking medications, antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, sleep meds, uh, meds that prevent you from 
having urinary frequency, uh, asthma meds, uh, and on and on it goes. You know, all these medications, uh, do they conspire to rob you of memory? Absolutely. I, I spend a lot of time working with primary care physicians to get patients off medications that they don't need. Uh, you know, patients will be referred to me for something like dizziness or memory problems. And when you go through their history, they're on 10, 15 or more different medications, um, which are having a negative impact, right, or giving them a lot of the symptoms that they're having. And so the first thing is assessing if they actually need all of these medications um, and trying to get them off of them if possible. It's called de-prescribing, and it's a yeah. lost art in medicine. <laughs> we need and a new uh, initiative to de-prescribe to get people off unnecessary meds because they just keep piling on. Right, and, it, and it's a process to do so because, you know, somebody who's on 15 different medications mm -hmm. may have like five or six different prescribers. It's, and it's and a house so, of cards because you don't know what's right. holding a structure together. If you pull out the wrong card, the whole, the whole structure topples. So what's your take on statins? Because there's a lot of controversy about statins, especially when it comes to brain health. You know, there's enough controversy about cardiovascular disease. We'll leave that one alone. But uh, is it your feeling that statins help prevent uh, brain deterioration? Or can they, in some cases, contribute to brain deterioration? Because after all, lowering cholesterol, cholesterol is a component of uh, uh, the, uh, the brain uh, membranes, most important constituent of the brain very high in cholesterol. Uh, do you have any uh, concerns about over-prescribing statins? Yeah, you know, I, I, I see people who develop memory problems because of statins. And I, I was having this conversation recently with somebody who said to me, oh, well, my doctor put me on a statin because my cholesterol is too high. So I said, well, what's your total cholesterol? They were like 200. Mm, I was yeah. like, why is that too high? <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I was like your, brain, your brain needs cholesterol. Right? And I think, you know, not, not, certainly not to sound jaded, um, medicine does a lot of really great things and a lot of medications certainly help a lot of people. But the business of medicine certainly involves putting out a lot of prescription drugs. Um, and if you're the company that's putting out the statins and you're sponsoring a lot of these studies and you're coming out with recommendations for how much medication you should be giving for certain cholesterol levels, you're certainly going to bump it up in, in your favor. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I think sometimes it does more harm for our patients than it does good, right? Especially when you look at something like cholesterol, where oftentimes you can bring the cholesterol down with lifestyle changes. Not mm -hmm. always, mm -hmm. but most of the times you can. Or, or you can uh, bypass the cholesterol, minimize the risk by bringing other factors down, getting patients to normalize their weight and improve their exercise status and uh, improve their blood sugar, for example. Uh, Absolutely. And, and finally, uh, diabetes, a uh, big risk factor for brain problems. And a lot of people without overt diabetes, they've got, you know, what's called borderline cheap stuff. Maybe their internist isn't even that concerned because most patients have a borderline hemoglobin A1C. Right. Yeah, you know, there's, there's some people that will tell you, some neurologists and neuroscientists that will tell you that there's such a close association between diabetes and Alzheimer's disease, that they consider Alzheimer's disease type 3 diabetes. Mm -hmm. Not everybody agrees with that, but what is certainly true is that the smallest blood vessels in your brain cannot handle high blood pressures and high blood sugars. Um, and over time, that does a significant amount of damage. 
And I can't tell you how often, you know, somebody gets a CAT scan or an MRI and we'll see small strokes that they never knew that they had. But mm-hmm. we'll also see a lot of damage throughout their brain that's mm-hmm. accumulated over the years. So these, these so-called white spots, you know, that uh, indicate scarring where people don't, weren't aware of the fact that they had a, a mini-event and uh, it actually knocked out some part of their their brain. Exactly. And, and now their brain doesn't have the same kind of reserve uh, that they should have. And so the smallest event can kind of tip them, tip them over. Hmm. That might have been a couple of all-nighters that I pulled in med school, too. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure we've got some scarring from that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even want to know. I haven't had my first brain MRI, and I'm not anxious to do so. Somebody, even somebody said, hey, we could do it for free. I think I'd pass. Well, okay. I, I would definitely pass. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you don't want to know. Uh, so, great stuff. And, you know, you can learn more uh, by downloading this fun app. Uh, tell us about the app again, Dr. Doyon. So the app is called Dr. Dion's BrainFit, or you can look up BrainFit uh, in the Apple Store or in Google Play. BrainFit is one word. And it's a game that teaches people about how everyday lifestyle choices and the foods that we eat, and the exercise that we engage in, how that impacts our overall health, as well as the health of our brains. And it's organized into different levels, and each level represents a different disease state. Uh, so you get to learn about that disease. You get to learn about... Uh, the impact that eating and exercise has on that disease while playing a really fun game. Indeed. It's, it's a great uh, app, and uh, really congratulations on developing it. Also, if you want to subscribe to the newsletter of the Inley Brain Fit Institute, go to Inley, I-N-L-E, Brain Fit Institute dot com. By the way, what does Inley stand for? So, Inley is actually short for um, Aaron Lee, which was a god of health and wellness, who was also the physician to all the other gods. Oh, okay. A little uh, a little Greek mythology thrown in there. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much, and congratulations, Dr. Doyon. And by the way, you want to give out information about uh, if patients want to contact you. Uh, those in the metropolitan area can access your offices in Teaneck and Hackensack. Is that correct? Yep, and the best way to contact me is to go uh, to my website, uh, www.inlebrainfitinstitute.com. Okay, good stuff. Thank you very much for joining us, and thanks for uh, being uh, of such service to the public. I think you're getting the word out about some very important issues, especially in lieu of the fact that we don't have quick fixes or cures for many of these devastating diseases yet. Well, thank you for having me. This was, this was awesome. My pleasure. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, this is a vital time to bolster our immune defenses. I've received countless requests for a specific list of supplements that I recommend to support immune health. That's why I've created the Intelligent Medicine Immune Support Protocol, my supplement recommendations offering the greatest boost for your immune system when it's needed most. Best medicine is preventive medicine. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for more information. drhoffmanstore.com. In addition to the immune support protocol, you'll find easy-to-follow links for our supplement starter kit, heart health protocol, and much more. These protocols are an easy way for you to get the exact combination of targeted supplements you need to help you follow the intelligent medicine lifestyle. The same supplements I take for myself and prescribe for my patients. And for a limited time, you'll get free priority shipping on all of your store orders. For more details, just go to drhoffmanstore.com. That's drhoffmanstore.com.